sing us the song of your people. Thank you to Bubbles for that introduction. It's kind of giving me a case of the zoomies. Three, two, one. Oh, howdy! Welcome to this episode 19 of the Where Are We podcast. I am your host, Orange Wolf, and uh, here's the rest of the critters. Hey, I'm Black Paws. Uh, n- nice, nice to be here as always. Blue again. Hello there. I'm Blaze. Thanks for having me on again. Hello, I am TA. Nice to be here. I know it's been a while, but it's nice to have you all back on here. Uh, how have y'all been? Too busy, but overall, pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah, yep. Back after a eventful few weeks. A reasonable summer. It's reasonable, except for the heat. Bah. Been nicer if someone didn't bail on me at the last possible minute. You know, it's funny. Everybody's complaining about the heat. And then over here on the west coast of Canada, we just suffered through our coldest and wettest spring and early summer in years. It didn't stop raining almost daily until mid-July. I will say I'm thankful for that. Like our in our area, there has been a lot of rain lately. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's really drought conditions. Like the corn looks really beautiful. Um, the creek beds and things like that are still pretty dry. But the, all the trees look really nice. Um, it, it, of course, has been more humid because of that. But, yeah. So who, who bailed on you, Blue? I don't know. Some cat. I was going to go out and visit him on the way back up north, and they suddenly weren't available at the last possible minute. So I was forced to go up 95. No, 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 no. I'm going I'm going to let you argue with the other wolf one because we gave you advance notice. <laughs> I went up 95 and they got stuck in a parking lot because DC traffic doesn't know how to drive in the rain. So what you're saying is that uh, since you decided to to not spend like an extra hour to hang out with me, you spent an extra six hours in your car? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, well, fun stuff there. Oh, it's it's funny because we have a uh, a mutual friend and like uh, communications got the wiring got crossed there and I was like, hey, if if I see blue in person, what do you want me to give him or do you want to like boop him on the snoot or whatever? And um, the person responded to something else and the response was rain with an exclamation point. I'm like done and it was sure enough, raining uh, there for the first time in months. So of course, he was reacting with rain. It was likely raining for a, a good portion of your your return trip as well. So I I did the best that I could to commit to that promise. Mm-hmm. All right. So what y'all been up to? I finished the first couple of classes in my ongoing um, diploma. I'm going for digital design and development. Did really well. And then I decided I'm going to take the the next four months of the summer to focus on completing my novel, which I've now done. I've just got to finish the uh, the cover artwork and what have you not, and then she'll be ready to publish. So I'll talk more about that in more detail in a future episode, maybe try to stir up a little hype about that. And other than that, I just got back from a walkabout, a.k.a. a camping trip, get away from people and everything, and just zen in nature for a while. It was wonderful. Called a thunderstorm with one of my rituals. <laughs> Does that sound familiar, Zeph? I don't know what anyone's talking about. I don't know anything about calling storms. 
Not at all. That sounds very sus to me. I, I do have a slight story um, when it gets to my turn. Everyone else can go first, but... Uh... Yeah, that's what I've been up to. I have been up to joining several Theron Run um, role-playing games, uh, like the D&D sort. Um, among them, uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse and Straight D&D, other variants. Um, so that's been pretty fun. Um, I also started engaging in regular hangouts with uh, Theron Gaming. So that's been pretty cool. I'm surprised he's not playing, or at least explicitly stating he's playing Tabaxi's. Oh no, I'm not pl actually I'm not playing Tabaxi's at all. I'm actually playing my own custom race that are basically Tiger Leonins. Tabaxi's. No, different. Of course they are. <laughs> Dogs. Anyways. Hey. hey, I resemble that remark. Be careful. <laughs> had a little family trip down south. Had a very nice time with that. We had phenomenal weather until the return. As already kind of noted earlier, it was a little bit questionable weather. And the uh, greater DC area is always questionable. Um, so that cramped the end of that. And then I am of a certain age, so I had to recently have a procedure done that occurs as a a uh, a normal part of uh, the aging process and came back clean from all that so i don't have to have that in more than one more, more than one 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 obviously <laughs> i sense tmi territory here yeah that's that's why i'm i'm not giving that the detail I'm there. Being dodgy <laughs> yeah just uh the, the the day before is quite unpleasant and you don't really remember much of anything from the actual procedures themselves. So, uh, but I got my my clean bill of health back from the doctor on that, and then just continuing to plug along with my master's degree and did fine on my last class. And this current one in microeconomics, I don't see anything to do with microeconomics and what we're covering. And I find that writing essays on this stuff is questionable, but it's what the course is requiring me to do, and I only have to take the one. So. I'll be done with it in about five weeks. Yay. Yeah, there's always a course or two where you're just like, I really know I don't need this, but suck it up anyway. He's a professor who likes to be an academic in his in his heart of hearts. That's that's where he belongs and he believes that everyone needs to be an academic. Uh and yeah. He's very easy to sidetrack and inadvertently at that. <laughs> oh, one of those. <laughs> yeah. All about everything types. <laughs> All right, Black Balls, what about you? Uh, well, I've been uh, pretty pretty busy uh, these past few weeks with various things, including something I'm going to mention uh, mention later. But uh, finally getting finally getting a weekend to myself, which is nice. Does anyone else have daily life stuff? Um, I still have some things that I can talk about too, but I want to make sure everyone else has said what they want to. We already listened to one cat. Why would we want to listen to two? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I kind of have to laugh about some of this story business that we had going on too. So I went to a, um, I don't know if you'd call it a festival, but I went somewhere like uh, probably about a month ago. And um, I, I was told not to bring my rain stick. So of course I brought my rain stick and extra cedar and, and uh, other fun stuff and drove through a place called Mount Storm to get there at any rate. Um, so this place is like a camp out slash festival sort of thing, um, art, music, that kind of stuff. 
And like, so I get all the way there and I unpack and I start putting my tent up and I'm like, oh, I left my rain fly at home. That's inconvenient. <laughs> yeah. Um, long story short, one of the days was a complete, just complete washout. Like it rained constantly and everyone's looking at me and they're like why the fuck did you bring the rain stick and i'm like it was an accident um <laughs> meanwhile i had pictures of me like purposefully packing it so i've already sent to people so yeah it's been fun um i i everything was completely drenched um i recently got an otter pelt and it has been a, it it had its like baptism in natural deluge basically so um yeah, it's been purified and sanctified in nature's own way, so that's that's fun. Oh, yeah, sorry we didn't get the, to meet Blue, but I understand that you didn't want to have birthday cake anyway. Yeah, who who, who wants cake? Come on, cake is a lie. Um, you know, for me, I don't. I I've been through some dark stuff, and I only kind of want to touch the topic a little bit. So, like, I, I bring up things like cancel culture and things like that on this podcast pretty frequently and try to tell people basically don't be assholes, right? You, know, you never know what someone else is going through. And in the last few weeks, um, last few months, actually, I've been trying to take a, a bit of a shift to delve into behavioral health and try to figure out ways to, like, actually help the community in that sense. Um, understand myself better, understand my own past better, help other people understand things like that, too. And it's, you know, two weeks ago, my, my uncle committed suicide and it really, really messed with me. Kind of brought a lot of, um, it was a very grounding thing. You sincerely never know what someone else is going through. And I see things like community warfare and people bullying and, and harassing each other and things like that too. Don't do that. Like if you're listening, don't do that at all. Just completely stop. It is not good. We're in a state in the entire world right now where mental health is something that's like it's a very fragile thing so you know do, do the best that you can to make sure that you are taking care of yourself try to help out the others around you if you can um i know we no one can be there for everyone else 100 percent of the time uh, none of us is going to have all of the resources that we need to make sure everything goes okay but just be mindful of what others may be going through and how some interactions may impact them. I come from a background of anxiety. So in the past, I've been paralyzed by like, oh, I'm afraid to, to do this or this because it might impact someone negatively. And it, you shouldn't be like that either. There's a, a practical balance to be had too. So be mindful. If you see other people who are being assholes to each other, tell them to stop. Like, you know, just say that behavior is not acceptable. Stop doing it. If you see that someone needs help, and you don't have the resources yourself, it's okay to try to find other people who may be able to give better resources. Um, just, just be kind to each other. That's all I really got to say for that. I'll add to that point in the sense of you never really know what someone's going through. There's a lighter side to that as well. You never really know what positive, amazing influence that you can have on someone just with, hey, how's it going? That's it. That's all it takes is to just acknowledge a person's existence and acknowledge that they are there and they are, you know, we, I see you, you're valuable. You don't have to be some kind of magical priest in order to reach out to somebody and you never know when it could totally change their life. I myself came from a background of almost complete social isolation 
And in a sense, that isolation still continues to this day. I don't have in real life friends with people around me. It's just something that's not happening right now. But because of my past, I'm okay with it. But what it's taught me in getting into the online theory and communities and getting really more involved with that, not only is it helping me to grow, but it's helping me to realize that just by being there and being myself, I really can make a difference. It's not hard. You just got to stand up, just be there. That's it. That's all I got to say on that. That's true. And I want to say, I also, um, because of my own past, I think that I've romanticized that a little bit much on my own end where I, I almost developed like a savior complex in certain parts of my life. Like it's okay to keep things in check, but it's, I, I do think it's a good idea to just reach out to other people and, and say again, Hey, how are you doing? Um, it, there is nothing really magical about it. Um, you don't have to be a well-trained healer. You don't have to be a psychologist to ask someone how they're doing or, or to try to help them and figure out how to, how to get through the day if they're having a crappy day. Sometimes we're afraid, I guess, to do stuff like that because we don't feel like we're equipped for whatever. There's always the win some, lose some equation, that's for sure. But even something just as simple as bothering to reply to someone's post can make a big difference. I think it's a natural segue to there. Um, it is Hal season, and uh, our, our fox with black socks is going to give us a little bit of information about something he's personally uh, attended not too long ago, so go for it. Okay, yeah. Uh, yep, I uh, attended it, you know, I'd say the middle three days about of the uh, recent Howl up in the uh, Pacific, Pacific Northwest. U usual spot, nice and uh, nice and relatively isolated, out of, out of cell phone range to uh, give, give, an, give an idea. The main fact that sort of colors everything else that happened is that that weekend just happened to be what'll probably be the hottest weekend of the summer so uh that that added a an unexpected uh road bump put it that way i think i know the weekend you were referring to i was out in the same weekend it was brutal but but actually yeah but actually uh since the site is right next to uh uh a very actively running uh, river it is probably actually cooler there than it would have would have been at home so that, so, so that was one thing but at the same time it also doesn't uh, lend itself to intense outdoor activity put it that way and what kinds of stuff did you guys end up doing at the howl a lot, a lot of a lot of conversation of course i mean since you know you don't have to actually move to do that uh you know just a lot of hanging out uh, going to the river was obviously a, uh, a a key a key part of things. I, I mean, th th there's lots of you know, little stuff here and there. Like, I got my uh, uh, I think my first ever ever you know sort of semi informal tarot reading from uh, a, a deck of actually animal spirit guide themed cards. Well, one of my one of my closest friends probably has the same deck. I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in case you're wondering. Uh, uh, the fox is on the magician. I did not get that card, although uh, Traveler did joke that you know if he was feeling sufficiently tricksy, it would have been a obvious gag to stack the deck so that I got that. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, a lot of time around the fire at night. Uh, saw the Milky saw the Milky Way, which is which was which was a really nice treat. It's always you know very very dark 
dark out there and not a lot uh the light pollution is very distant yeah that's one thing a lot of city folks are blown away by when they come out to the countryside and get away from all that light pollution is there's triple the number of stars visible at least yeah 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 it, yeah this it's it's always a nice state to go to you know and because for that and the river and and all that uh although personally the the only drawback is that uh the one place i where i where i don't sort of like like roughing it is with bathroom facilities but even then short driver way there's a uh, ranger stations for 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 desperate emergencies so it's always tough um the, the i think the worst thing for me i can deal with the bathroom situation but like not showering for a few days mm. is kind of I, i'm a cat i need to keep clean and understandable. That's what the river is for, at least. It, it That's just... What for. just throw the damn cat in the river every few days. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> so or whatever. We couldn't do that in the VA, Hal, because we'd come out blacker and gunkier. Worse. and Yeah. Uh, or I was thinking one of those, you know, dunking chairs they used for witches way back in the day. <laughs> we could always build one at the next towel. We can try it out on Black Paws. That could be the uh, the community project, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Pretty sure a, a dunk in that lake would make his paws even blacker. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I tell you, you take a dunk in the lake up here that I go camping next to, boy, oh boy, you're gonna shrink. <laughs> it is so cold. All the stre- all the streams up here run straight off of, of uh, snowpack and glacier run in the canyons where there's nothing but shade so they don't get a chance to warm up and then it runs right past the campground and into the river and i picked up a milk jug of water to take back to my campground and it literally started to make my arm ache because it was cold. <laughs> maybe since you were right off the river um i'm sure swimming was included but did you guys fish too or no i i don't think i've ever seen fish in the <laughs> In that river, it might be might be might be too far up or something. I'll have to, I'll have to have to ask the others sometime if they've ever ever seen fish. But I, I personally have not. Although this year was my first first dunk into the river myself. I'm I'm more of a warm warm weather type of person, so usually it's a bit it would be a bit a bit chilly for me uh, this time of year. But not that not that weekend. So made for a nice. Uh, first-time experience. You're lucky it got away with having a campfire when you did. The fire, fire ban went into effect up here on August 4th. I think it was in place uh, in in place that weekend, but uh, there, there was, among other things, uh, one of those, you know, little, you know, uh, you know, artificial fire things that came in handy. Oh, one of those propane fire pits? Yeah, yeah. yeah those are okay, because you can instantly turn them off. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, the uh, it was very relaxing. The company was it was a uh, an interesting eclectic group as usual. So was that your first Howl experience? Period. Oh, oh no, absolutely not. Uh, I went to a couple way way back in the day. Those were my first. But it's the first one in quite a while, then. I take it. Yeah, yeah. Since uh, it's since uh, since twenty nineteen, I think. I think maybe so. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the same weekend that I went camping down south of the island and 
that was the weekend where I met Atherian face to face for the very first time. Oh. So one of my one of my one of my buddies, he lives in Edmonton, and he just happened to be on the island visiting some family friends. So we arranged to spend an afternoon and evening together, and yeah, it was nice. Uh, it's really kind of interesting being in the physical presence of Atherian and knowing that they're Atherian. And lo and behold, I. I don't think I'm kidding myself. I actually could start to pick up on little subtle cues of body language and stuff within a matter of minutes, which kind of blows me away because normally people are a brick wall to me. I can't read them at all. So it was kind of interesting be having hmm. that ex unspoken communication with somebody. That's not something that I am familiar with. Huh. Can you like quantify you know, what it was? That feeling, that sense that you get, that you understand a person's mood or get a sense of how they just reacted to something without them having to actually say it. Hmm. Doctors would say that's an autism thing. I guess I kind of agree with that to a certain extent. It is a classic autism thing where we don't pick up on people's body language cues and stuff like that or social innuendos. Complete mystery to a typical autistic person. There's also the Therian um, dysphoria type of disconnection at work there for me as well. So it was really interesting being in the presence of another person and being able to actually get past that barrier, especially so quickly. Normally, I only have that kind of unspoken communication going on with canines. I can read canine body language, no problem, but humans, forget it. So that was my first experience. And that's what howls are really all about is the joy of celebrating being in the physical company of others like yourself um like pauls i know uh, i've asked traveler if the the yip yap yap would like to hop on at some point to talk about the howl too but are there any other like highlights for this howl at the the recent howl at the pnw that you would like to discuss uh well uh maybe mention that uh uh, that uh, Saturday night, we some of us did sort of a, a group guided meditation thing. That was a, a fir another first for me. Yeah, uh, I have I have to admit, I sort of I, I'm not very good at the whole meditation thing, and you know the the concentrate, you know, just sort of the clearing of the mind and all that. So I'm not I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, you know, you know if I got as if I got as much out of it as you know maybe others did, but it but it was a it was, it was worth trying. I'll, I'll definitely say that. Cool. Um, my mate and I went to a guided meditation at Anthrocon one year, and I don't think it worked for either of us because my mate, I, I can't, I don't know for sure if he has aphantasia, I think is the word uh, Barracks uses where people cannot like actually visualize uh, mentally, but he has <laughs> a lot of trouble with, with creating those like visual scenarios in his mind. And for me, I think it's, um, I, I do have a vivid mental imagery and a very active imagination. So when I'm going through some sort of exercise like that, um, like most of my meditations that I try to do actually are more focused on mindfulness and trying to get my thoughts to stop. But when I'm doing those visualization techniques where I'm, you know, in tiger mode, burning the forest or whatever I'm doing, um, it was more jarring for me to have someone else telling me what I was supposed to be seeing or like, ah. experiencing because it was the, the contrast to what I was supposed to be doing. Um, That's hmm. the 
barrier that I experienced when I tried a guided meditation is I found it almost invasive having somebody trying to steer what I'm experiencing. Yeah. I'm, I'm very visually oriented that way too, to the extent where I often find structure just too limiting. Hmm. That trips me up. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. We we did have a bit of bit a bit of that discussion, you know, afterwards there as well. Uh, it's you know, it's definitely not something that everybody will get the get the same benefit from. So, wow, was that the, was that the first time they had done something like that collectively? I haven't gone every year, but uh, I mean, I've, I think this is my second, third year. But but yeah, I mean, it was it was a first for me at least. So pretty cool though. You know, like through the VA, how last year was the first year that we really tried doing something similar to like a drum circle. And I'm glad mm -hmm. that we did it because uh, I've had a few people come uh, contact me afterward and be like, hey, it was really cool that you all did that. Um, they didn't even care that like we didn't know what we were really doing. <laughs> Some of us weren't. Blue, you probably, you probably knew what you were doing. But um, a few of us were kind of like bapping the drums the best we could and just trying to figure out how to find rhythm and things like that, too. But um, I think it's cool that like as these groups continue to kind of get more consistent, the people that are in them feel a little more comfortable as doing that kind of thing, like testing their own personal boundaries a little bit, seeing what else might work for the entire group or whatnot. You can definitely see that. We actually, a few of us have the Virginia Howe coming up. Uh, it's a month from now, I think, uh, a little over a month. So, Black Paws, you're going to have a double whammy. Um, you're going to lead the guided meditation this time, okay? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you give me a script, sure. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so for those of you who are listening out there, the um, the Virginia Howl is uh, September, or is it the weekend of September the 27th, I think. Uh, I will put a link in the episode description so you can check it out. And uh, you can feel free to reach out to me, Blue, Tiger Acolyte, uh, Obreon, if you know who that is. Uh, if you have any questions about like if you'd like to attend, but you're not sure, you want to know what it's about, uh, just feel free to reach out to one of us, and we'll try to talk. We'll, we'll, we'll try to pick you up and lob you into the lake, or um, I'm actually put you in one of the group chats. So uh, we've got a few meet group things going on. I think we're trying like a weekly video chat, so people can get to know each other and kind of get a sense of camaraderie before meeting each other in person. So, um, actually, uh, Black Paws, you, you attended the one that was last night that I totally forgot about, right? Oh, yeah, yes. Yes, I did. Uh, it was it's a small group of us, you know, going over practical stuff. But it was the uh, first time I've, I've been seen in person by, I think, the, everybody else in, in the group. So, you know, if nothing else, it, you know, helped to, uh, to, to get to you know, that personal connection, I suppose. So it's a kind of casual group or whatnot. Uh, does it seem so? It seems like uh, having some kind of icebreaker like that might help out for people in the future. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what it's uh, what what it would uh, what it would be. You know, you know how how knowing what at least what people look like uh, would, uh, would would change things. But I I I I, I don't see how it couldn't make me at least a little more comfortable. It's um. Until you actually have seen someone face to face, even on video camera, there's kind of like um, a frontier there that hasn't been broken yet until you've had that face to interaction. Definitely, it helps to settle people for sure. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm not sure. Um, again, VA how we're going to try to keep things not too super structured, but it, it sounds like we've got some, I think, uh, one planned community meal Friday night and one sometime Saturday. Yes. So uh, we're planning on doing like a drum circle kind of thing again. Um, general camaraderie. I, I think I'm going to not bring the rain stick, though. Probably a good idea. Do it. YOLO. So he doesn't bring the rain stick, and then you get a brush fire come after you. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be doing uh, another recording this year or not. Uh, if we do, it's going to be different questions for the people who are returning and whatnot. But uh, we'll see. All right. With those discussions of the house completed, I'm going to move on to an interview that I recently had with the host of the New Jersey Hell. Uh, this is someone that we interviewed during the last Virginia Howl, actually, and hopefully his insights and experiences are going to help those out who uh, may be interested in checking out a Howl or even hosting a new one. If you want to, you can reintroduce yourself. This is your second time on the podcast because you did one recording with us live at the Virginia Howl. Yeah. So if you want to give like a, a recap of who you are, go for it. Hi, I'm TK, uh, 34-year-old gray wolf in here living in the beautiful city of new york new york i have really known what i am since 11 or 12 just completely and you know it took a while to settle with that but after a while it was just okay it's just me um that's cool and uh, I, I really just wanted to organize uh, something, and that's how New Jersey Howl came about. So uh, I guess just for everyone else to know, you did attend the VA Howl last year. Was that the first Howl that you attended in person? Yes, that was my very first Howl. Um, I heard about Howls as far back as like 2006, 2007, but I was too young and had no idea, <laughs> you know, what anything was. So you know, I'm glad I got to. Glad I got to finally go to one. It's amazing seeing other therians in person. I think we don't do that often enough. I, I know back in the early 2000s, I heard about Hal's kind of being more or less like across the, the U.S., but never within like an accessible range for me. So, yeah, a few years ago, I was kind of like, eh, it's going <laughs> to try to make these things a little more uh, localized if we can. Yeah, so. I think that's a good idea. So it's uh, it's definitely cool that you gave running a howl of your own a good shot uh, and kind of tell us some about that experience. Sure. Um, so we we planned for it to be like two, three days, so on and so forth. We ended up getting there around, I don't want to say dusk, I want to say early evening probably. You know, it was great because you knew that people wanted to talk about the experiences, you know, but... We were all just sort of a unit, and that night after we had some um, uh, some fun times setting up tents and attempting to cook food, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we glad everyone was safe after that. But after we got to eating and finished eating, the guys got real silent, and um, I just had to say something. I was like, "I'm glad everyone's here tonight. Um, I'm glad." Four Wolfarians in the same place, IRL. This is great, and uh, just got everyone to, you know, go around the go around the horn with their experiences and sort of what brought them to that moment, to that moment with us all, all there. And then it was just great, just bonding with everyone. And then next day, 
we had this crazy hike and it was amazing. We went uh, up this large mountain. Well, it seemed large. I was tired. <laughs> um, and we found this like 300 year old, like gutted out castle. And uh, it was amazing just like witnessing that and being in that place. The hike back was crazy, but uh, we all made it. And that was like the cap on our time there. You know, obviously interspersed with a lot of talking and getting to know each other and so on. But uh, those were really the two big events, and uh, great, pa good, great pass for first year. We're looking forward to doing it next year too. So I am, I am a little curious about uh, the food situation, but <laughs> I, I, I know in the um, in, in the house that I've been to so far, it's interesting because people start rolling in, and there is the whole tent setup thing, and it's surprising, but it's like right off the bat, that's already kind of a team building experience. Everyone's derpy. Some people don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely an experience and just like not thinking so much and letting everyone just sort of radiate around to the tasks that needed to be done. I, I remember people were calling my tent the Harry Potter tent because it was big and it was blue. Although I don't know, I think I think wait, I think Ravenclaw is blue, is blue and Gryffindor is yellow and red. Which would make me the, the Ravenclaw tent and not the not the Harry Potter tent, <laughs> I think. Something <laughs> like that. But uh, uh, we, we set up the Harry Potter tent or whatever we were calling it. And um, I realized that I'd forgotten my, uh, my, like, my pump for my air mattress. So I just slept on uh, the, the flat air mattress and, and my bag for the trip. You know, it took me back to my scouting days. And especially because I picked the location because it used to be my old scouting camp back when I was in Boy Scouts. And that was really, um, it was amazing. It was nostalgic. It was great to come back to that place and rewrite my that experience into something current and something life-giving and good. Being around your own, I think, was being around us. It was good. I thought that was kind of uh, kind of cool too because when you expressed interest in uh, hosting a howl, I I thought you were going to think about something up in New York, and you were like, nope, New Jersey. So <laughs> kind of cool that you, in in a sense, you did reconnect to your past and also shared that with other people. So I think it's it's uh, a good idea for people to kind of introduce uh, special places from their lives to other Lutherians yeah. too. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, some people may have trauma. And you don't want to go back to those places, of course. But if they're like, if they're good memories and they're good places, then you know why not incorporate other people into them, even if it's you know you're much older. That that's fine. It's it's just you know being able to sort of just meaningfully connect with the parts of yourself, you know, that draw their strength from you know whatever they may be, past achievements, past interests, so on. And uh, if 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 you can use that to validate. You know, either you know what you are or or what's in your heart. Then I I think that's really important. Oh, what what happened with the food? Because uh, I, <laughs> I I didn't see it in the VA uh, how, but uh, I got reports of food kind of being catapulted, and I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> just so, wondering if this is similar. So one of us, it wasn't it wasn't me. I'm gonna just put that out there. It was it was not me, <laughs> and that's not a guilt. That's not me like sitting around like the guilty puff with my like my teeth out no it actually wasn't me <laughs> um and i don't know i'm not gonna give names but one of the guys had some cooking wear 
and uh, it, it, I don't know if it was um, I it was like a satellite kind of device. <laughs> um, it looked like at least it looked like something from space. Um, it had like aluminum foil that was like coming out in squares or something, and there was like a central like heating mechanism that looked like it came off the light bulb. And um, then what was on top of that, I, I didn't really catch because by the time it had turned on, it was like there was a not a fireball. There was no fireball. There were no fireballs involved here. But it looked like a large a little, fire. <laughs> and it was. I'm a little concerned was, that you felt the need to repeat that a few times. There's no fireball here. <laughs> no, because then I realized, oh crap, I said the word fireball. Now I really have to walk it back. <laughs> Which I think put me in Gatsby mode and just made everything worse. <laughs> oh. Oh goodness. But no, everything was fine. You know, we, we got some water on it and everything, you know, nothing even got to the ground or on anything. It was good. It was just a funny period in the night. It was good. I said and nobody lost any fur. No, no fur since here. <laughs> well, there you go. That's 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 the important thing. <laughs> uh, it's woof woof not poof. Right. Woof woof not poof. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like that. So uh, I also I I have to say that it sounds like you actually ran a, a howl before I have because you, you mm-hmm. said there were four wolves there. Oh, it's just just four wolves. So just four wolves. Yeah. It's it, technically it's a howl, right? It's an official one. <laughs> oh, we yes, we we did not howl, but maybe next year we will. I wanted to do. I was. I I don't know. I I the name leader. I think or anything like that is. I think less relevant i think because i think we were all were there just to co-create an experience no matter how i think it was a very good quality experience we had this i think this camaraderie that we built up around just getting each other through the hike and that was good and i i I just like creating connections between people and i mean one thing I thought is as soon as we were leaving the camp, Camp Glen Gray, uh, if you want to, if anyone wants to look it up for their campsite at, or their howl at some point, you know, email, uh, you know, contact me and I can put you in contact with the guy in charge. But um, other than that, just, you know, after we left the camp, I said, you know, these were, you know, four wolves, including me, who can get socially awkward at times. And I think. When discussing something that personal, you know, good to leave some time, leave space, let people not talk so much and 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 uh, experience nature and and what that brings. I thought that was important. I didn't want to build myself as the head of anything. I wanted us to co-create the experience together and see how it went. I think it went good. I hope other people do, too. I think it, especially since the, the howls that are popping up have uh, typically uh, older Therians. Um, uh-huh. I mean, older, but you know, the, the more mature Therians. Um, yeah, sure. There, there's not so much like that sort of like alpha dynamic that people might think from the outside. It is yeah. pretty much, uh, like t- team cooperation. Um, uh-huh. There are sometimes people who uh, step forward because they're maybe better at something, or maybe they're better at giving directions, or better at a certain activity, or something like that. But it, for the most part, it seems pretty balanced to me. So uh, that's something that I do like too. I think if anybody tried to like stand up and quote unquote be the leader, it would probably just be kind of awkward. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, it's it's like, what does that even mean? Like, we, we're all here just to experience each other and the environment and, and to bond over our shared sense of, I don't know if you want to call it animality or if you want to call it, you know, shared sense of connection to nature through a, a shared non-human identity or something like that. Whatever you want to call it, it's there to be experienced, not for people to get clicky over or have tiffs or whatever, you know, petty, petty nonsense. I don't know anything about that nonsense. You know, I, I know some people do. I, I We don't do that here. <laughs> so I, I, I just hope to keep all of that out of any other interactions I have in the community as well as outside of the community going forward. You brought up a good point that uh, I think we mentioned before on the podcast too, is that but typically the people who come to Howl's, they, they, they kind of give this disclaimer that they're going to be socially awkward and yeah. yet it's well, like a barrier, a barrier is kind of gone though when they get there. Like, did, did you see, was it, was, yeah. was it kind of like there were a little bit of a walls down around the others after a while or? I do. Like there were two guys who came together and I think they were roommates of some sort and they were, they were obvious, like they were, oh wait, no, three wolves and a fox, my fault. Um, but I, I think I think it was with three wolves and a fox. I think red lines a fox. Um, so three wolves and a fox, and um, the wolf. There was a wolf, and there was his fox roommate, and they were obviously very close. Me and the other wolf that was not the roommate. He picked me up from the train station, and I, we, you know, we were just sort of, sort of, you know, shooting the shit or whatever. And um, you know, he seemed shy, but by the time we, you know, succeeded in eating for the night. He sort of came out of his shell and, um, you know, we got a good conversation going about, you know, what, what made us came out of what I'm terming the cage. Uh, I'm, t- I'm coining the term the cage as a Therian analog to the closet for gay people. Uh, I just want to put that out there. And uh, we just had a quick, you know, what brought you out of the cage? What woke you up? And, um, you know, I'm not going to share details. Obviously, people, uh, you know, want to have their privacy and so on. But it was a very good conversation. What about things like nonverbal communication? Did you did you think that that played like a bigger part in the howl? Or do you think that wasn't really such a big thing? I think there was a lot of nonverbal communication. I think everyone was just trying to. I don't know how to put this. It's like as like on the hike, as long as you keep walking you're one of us <laughs> something like it was very very simple very primal very like non-questioning kind of mentality and then i think i got left behind no i i told him to go up to the camp because i had to catch myself with some water and then when i got back up to the camp like they were already putting their tents away and uh i was just you know i said guys thank you so much for for you know just being patient with me as i get used to the hiking terrain again (laughs) and everyone was cool you know i think when you get into environments like that you realize you know it's not the superficial things it's about the things you share with other people in in all it was i i believe it was a good start to a larger sort of uh, gathering that i hope to build up you know between you know in new jersey first just to see how many of us can come out of the woodwork and then in New York to see how many of us are actually there. You know, if there are more like 
say corporate the corporate therians who can give um you know less mature folks who are interested in that you know mentorship or something like that you know that, that's what i really hope to to be able to do at some point is to connect people with not just who they are but like the opportunity to you know express who they are um whether that means you know getting a job or helping them you know sign up for an academic program or something or donate to a wildlife refuge or volunteer for a wildlife refuge or do something that's involving the environment figure out what those opportunities are i think it's so important for people to be able to for, for therians to be able to express their animal side in some way or at least be supported by the community and that's that's one thing i kind of advocate for too is that sometimes people see the therian community and they just see it as like well that too but um they see like the defining factor as just people with therianthropy and then everyone that's out here is their own personal individual Uh you know three three dimensional being they have their own interests they have their own strong points they have their own weaknesses so So, to me i i think that like building a strong sense of community does include you know helping each other figure out how do we also succeed in the working world uh, how do we gain new skills and things like that too? So I, I think that it's it's always uh, good to have that kind of dynamic going on too. I think so, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, if there are, I think I mean there there are a variety of talent entrepreneurs, and there's a growing ecosystem of startups here in New York that might be interesting to, to see if Therian Guide could become like a test bed for wildlife or conservation focused so on kinds of uh opportunities i don't know if subsidized the website would make sense but i'm not putting any putting any concrete ideas about that here certainly right now these are just off the top of my head i'm going to loop back to some other questions that i kind of had for writing down stuff so since this was your your first howl Mm -hmm. And I will, I will actually say, um, congratulations on getting this up and running. Uh, Thanks. Thank you. Kind of a, a, it was kind of a, a short turnaround or a quick turnaround. Yeah. yeah. I've been organizing for years, so I knew what to do. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, what are, but what are some things that, uh, what are some pointers that you can give to people who may be thinking about giving their first howl, who maybe don't have that organizing background and may need those kind of bullet points for things to consider? For first time, how uh, a first, I guess, few things to do would really just to be a, you know, do you want an inside environment or do you want an outside environment? You know, no matter where that is, narrow it down to like two or three and contact those organizations or those parks or so on. Figure out by when you have to reserve any campgrounds or any kind of nature environment that you may want to be in really get the campgrounds set up and decided before anything else you know just to know that it's there after you run a poll amongst your participants asking them what times they're available and then seeing how many times overlap once you've got everyone's scheduled times and when they're free then you reserve the camp space after you reserve the camp space you just make sure that everyone is you know, what mode of transportation everyone is coming in with, whether that be train or car, or, I mean, one guy wanted to come on his motorcycle, but his roommate said no. 
<laughs> and I was like, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I would love to see your Harley, but uh, it, it may be not be a good place here in the forest. I don't know. I wanted to save his bike. I hope I did. Uh, but you just want to continue to communicate, 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 follow up, follow up, follow up, and um, be receptive to people's plans changing slightly and try to work around that. You know, tolerate a bit of ambiguity. Uh, it's a good skill to learn. I think it's definitely a good point to to not be super rigid. You have to have right. some degree of flexibility, especially with like uh, again adults. Things can come up with people's jobs, family issues, stuff like that too. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 good to have that degree of flexibility. One thing I want to chime in with too. Uh, so in the past, uh, I, I've tried like reserving a site at like a, a national park for the howl. Mm -hmm. Wow. And sometimes you have you, you have to pretty much catch those like right as soon as they open up or you're not going to get one. Got so it, it is a very good point to be somewhat knowledgeable about the area that you're going to when they're opening up for reservations and stuff like that, too. Or you could miss I out. Completely agree. It's It's um, got to be. I completely agree. It's It's got to be either, you know, you're watching those day to day or you you have like whatever, like what what did you have like a bot that automatically you know, makes a reservation when a when a suitable area opens, and you define that by whatever research parameters you want. But um, you know, if you if you that that would that shoot the text. Uh, if you want to embark on a machine learning project like that, you know, all power to you. But um, just just be wary, uh, be careful, but but be open minded and be flexible too. It's fun for everyone. So, what about um, advice for things to bring for the howl like were there any things that you forgot i know you said the the pump for your air mattress and that's a critical thing <laughs> like oh I've, I've been God. in that position before too it sucks when i was in the boy scouts we there were several instances where we went to this very same camp and use cabins and have the whole troop in cabins and i would either like forget a pillow or forget like sheets for the beds or like for my bunk or something else I would end up sleeping in multiple layers of coats um, like it was like the 17th century or something in like six degree weather. <laughs> Those are fun times. Um, and they're but, done that too. Yeah. Um, I think the things that you should bring to prevent going through that sort of suffering are <laughs> a don't do it in the fall. Like we did <laughs> uh, B, you know, spring, summer, please strain it to that. But other than environmental factors, you know, B, just make sure to bring a tent. Make sure that you have directions for assembling the tent because that crap gets real really fast. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> my tent was bigger than, like, the little upraised platform they had to actually put it on slightly. And I'm like, oh, my God, the shit is the Harry Potter tent because if we get it on successfully, it will be magic. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, so we, you got to you know, fit your tent to the location well, if you can. You have to make sure to bring modern, functional cooking equipment um, and, yes. you know, lots and lots of bug spray. Lots of, like, your whole fucking camp should smell like the joy of, the joy of childhood as a function of bug spray. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, you're not wrong. YMCA. <laughs> uh, I think that having the little... Uh, anti-mosquito torch things um i think i don't really know the name of those um they like have a name. Torches? yeah if they're called they're called tiki torches yeah so 
I would say that might be a good idea. You know, put some tiki torches uh, around your camp area if you just want to avoid bugs. Because uh, we were sort of wishing that we thought of that <laughs> at that, at oh, that yeah. time. Um, but, you know, it was cool because, you know, if we were in, like, Florida, we would be leaving. If, but this is New Jersey. You know, this is not so such moist forest, not such swampy environs. So just make sure you have whatever you can to keep the bugs away. Oh my god. Pack extra food. You never know like what you're going to need. Scout models, be prepared. I think they were right. I think that's just what you need to survive in nature. Just be prepared for any externalities. Um, when we went on the hike, I brought two pairs of clothes in, in a backpack because I knew like the tire, the more like uh, the more tired I was going to get, the fewer clothes I wanted to have on. I started with like some rolled up khakis with like boots and an Oxford and ended up with like a t-shirt and shorts and like sneakers with no socks coming down the mountain. So know your limits to the point of knowing your limits, make those limits known before going into any excursion, whether that be hiking or skiing or whatever. You know, if you're a polar bear and you, you're all polar bears and go to ski, go to a ski resort or something that might be fun to think about, <laughs> but, uh, just make sure every, what, whatever you are, make sure everyone's on the same page with regards to limitations because limitations are important to make sure everyone is, is fine and dandy at the end of everything and not regretting anything. <laughs> I think one thing to kind of, something that I've kind of caught on from for recons and stuff like that too is make sure people are hydrating right uh, make sure yeah, they don't to pass out because they're not drinking enough water I, especially I like, bought it, like four some... water bottles <laughs> yes still, yes and I, and I was still running out and i was still kicking myself for not bringing as many as i needed and i had no idea what it was <laughs> yeah that's one of those things where it's, it's really easy to over prepare too but i guess in that kind of case it's better to be over prepared than under prepared but uh-huh like you were saying, if, if you're not used to hiking and stuff like that, too, you might get wrapped up in the conversations that are going on and not realize how taxing it is on your body. Yeah. Um, so it's it's good to have, like, you know, I, I bring extra snacks and stuff like that, too. Just stuff you can kind of stuff away somewhere and bring with. I completely agree. Um, it was it was amazing. Um, uh, my boy Ash uh, went beast mode real quick. We had, like, this small rock face that we were coming back up from on the walk back from the castle and one of our participants literally like leapt up the rock face like a literal wolf and just like scrambled up there like it was nothing i was like oh my god how did you do that dude master of respect oh my god so i i was i was like wow i this i i may be a wolf but this wolf has a little bit of chunk and um uh i i, I can definitely learn from someone who has that kind of skill and be inspired by that you know to just get real fit real fast because <laughs> i i do want to I, I do want to you know uh, start hiking more you know i um it's been a while it well rather it had been a while since my last hike in may i think just continuing to do it i mean i live near central park and i definitely could do more hiking there or just walking there i think for anyone listening who may think oh you know I may be predator, but I don't. I weigh a lot or something. I don't think that. Take that and and just disregard it, because it doesn't matter how much you weigh. It matters what you want, what you want to do, who you are, and 
and and and how much effort you want to put in expressing yourself. And I think those that's a very positive thing to do as much as you can. One of the things that you wrote down in the like the bullet list of things to go through was mentioning about uh, about having the potential to get shifty in the how, and you you wrote something about maybe having someone who can co-organize and help out with stuff like that too. Yeah, I think sometimes in howls i am so focused on helping to organize things that i don't give myself that time to let my fur out so to Same. speak so so is that so is that kind of how it felt like for you for this one it it sort of did because i felt the responsibility to like yeah secure my own tent but like sec- like see what other people needed and how to secure like the food and everything like the food apparatus and everything try to make sure that was successful and and so on and you know i didn't do it all we just sort of for my i don't know we didn't mind meld or whatever but we 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 sort of got into a rhythm of just helping each other and started doing what was needed to be done i i think you're right about the sort of operations and organizing part taking precedence in the mind of the organizer Uh, i that definitely happened with me and it was difficult to shift from the mindset of I want the organization to be successful to let's get shifty with it. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, I wanted to, I, I really like, I think it's good to have like two people that like play off of each other and, and someone who's like really good at the organization part of it. And someone who's just like really good at like the social part of it. I don't know how to, how to put it into like corporate speak or something. If they were like in the equivalent of like an experience manager or something like that, I, I don't know what you would call what else you would call it, but like someone who's like really just good at like making everyone feel as connected as they can and asking the right questions at the right times of everyone to break the ice at multiple levels. That that can be complicated, but I, I mean I know people who do that and. And unfortunately, they're not Therian. But I don't, I, I could always know more of us. You know, I, I, I strive to do that. I don't know, it, it would be great to have someone who is, who's more focused on that area of the howl exclusively. Like the real social good nitty gritty side. You know what I mean? I think, I think that kind of comes with time too, because uh, like with the VA how we have some people who have returned every year and that helps first off that helps build the rapport and helps kind of with the ice breaking and stuff. Yes. But it's like you kind of learn what things work and don't from those, from those howls. And then going forward, like I feel like uh, in the last how we kind of jumped into more meaningful conversations than I have in the past with howls. Right. And it's, it's, it's just something that's gained through experience. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, there's no real way anyone can be perfect, of course. You know, no, one, no one's perfect. And, um, you know, even if, you know, you want it to be a sort of socially perfect experience that you put together in your mind, uh, you know, Mike Tyson has some great advice. Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> um, and, and yeah. you know, I don't think a howl is a punch in the face. I think it's a warm embrace, but um, I, I think it's also, you know, a chance for for Therians to say, okay, what can I do right now to make something like this happen? 
you know, and along in any kind of any kind of time frame because the reality is, you know, the community is we have a lot of us. There are a lot of Therians around who have not come out of the woodwork and we need gatherings like Howl's and more local things to really uh, build a sense of community and, you know, continue building our culture and, uh, or I don't know what you would call it, subculture or culture, whatever. But I think those would be wonderful things to have. Interesting too, is that I find that a lot of the people that came to my house so far are super, they're, they're usually not super active in the online community. They, they kind of, I'm not sure if that's the same case as, as it was with yours, but I'm not sure. I, I guess they, they, they kind of uh, want it to be like a more chill kind of experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I think everyone just wanted it to like be whatever it was. And it just was just very like not nonverbal, but like, I don't know. It was, a, it was just a very like natural connection. I think that just, of camaraderie that we accumulated through, you know, the shared struggle of getting through and up a mountain, and then, you know, coming back, you know, all, over all of that to hike down and up and down and up back to our campsite again. I, I think the shared experience of doing things like that between people is older than humankind. The strength of the wolf is the pack. The strength of the pack is the wolf. All right. Are there any other things you would like to bring up while we're here? That if there anybody wants to help me plan a New Jersey Howl 2023 in May of 2023, um, please contact me via Discord at T like Tommy, K like Kettle, hashtag 7943, and uh, just strike up a conversation and be nice to talk to people. Thank you so much for listening, and um, I, I really hope this was helpful for people. I hope I can talk to some of you soon who have listened. Thanks so much. Definitely. Thank you for coming on and sharing this. Um, I'm hoping that as more people hear these uh, HAL startups, it's going to help inspire people to reach out to others and try to figure out how to get these things going. Um, it, it's They're not as complicated as it may seem yeah. to get up and going, but, but they also are at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we can all can be a little bit like herding cats <laughs> yes we can but and you know there's no real right or wrong way to do these things and we're all kind of working on figuring them out together so i think it's good to get more voices out there and to hear that people are meeting i really like that viewpoint and i really think that you know the more that we do things the more that we communicate about it uh, i think more of us will gain the courage to come out and 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 meet others in real life. So I, I, I hope that too. And I really appreciate you for having me on. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks again, TK, for doing that interview. We hope it is helpful to anyone who's listening in. So next episode, we are going to cover the, the topic of role-playing in the community. And uh, several members from the podcast crew have pushed poll out there in different directions. Uh, if you're in, in different Therian servers or forums or things like that too. Just to get like an idea as far as uh, if you are a Therian, do you role play? Why do you role play? Do you even like role play? Does it irritate you? That kind of stuff, like temperature gauges. So uh, go ahead, you guys can hop in with your thoughts on that too. All right, uh, we put this topic together. It's been on the table for a little while now. 
because we all started to notice that um, the topic of role play itself gets handled quite differently in different corners of the theory and other kin communities. It really does depend a lot on where you go in terms of how it's handled. And not only that, I in particular have started trying to advance this concept of making a clear distinction based on people's reasons for engaging with role play as a theory. And are they doing it just for fun or are they doing it to express their theory side? There's a very distinct and tangible difference between the two. For the purpose of preparing for this episode, we have, as mentioned, put out a number of polls into various different corners of the Therian community, asking what people do for roleplay, why they do it, trying to get at the core of seeing these distinctions and all these different nuances behind it, because it's a very complex issue, and there are situations where it causes misunderstandings. So having said that much, we hope anyone who is on one of the spaces where these polls have been posted will take some time to give it a look. I've got one set up at um, Theriantropy Discord, hosted by Ruddertail. It's on the main chat in the pins. If you're on that server, go check the pinned messages on the main general chat and you'll find the poll there. It's not too late to respond to it. So the similar poll was also posted on Therian Territory um, a few months ago. That one has since been archived, but it's still there, and you can bring it out of archive by simply responding to it. Zaf, you said that you've put a poll on uh, TG, correct? I think it's got a few more answers than, or a few more options than some of the other polls had. But again, that's kind of me trying to figure out, like, in the future, how how would I like to see... Or, or like, I don't know, me, me trying to figure out how I think polls could how to kind of help people think outside the box as far as their own responses. But that poll is going to be open for a while. Tiger Acolyte, you posted the poll on Wearless too, right? Yes. Yes, I posted on Wearless and I also uh, had it made it make a round through Crossroads as well. Excellent. And one thing I do want to say too is that uh, if you're... Uh, out there listening and you're in a part of the community where you're not seeing these polls and things like that go through let us know if you would like to help us kind of uh not broadcast what would be the word um signal boost uh ad participation uh i think doing more community driven polls like this is a really good thing uh it is nice to get perspective from different avenues of the community one thing that i, I have seen from the people that i've talked to about the the poll so far is uh some people aren't sure what role-playing actually means. Like, there's like a blurred line between what actually constitutes role-play and what isn't. There's a lot of blurred lines and miscommunications that go on around the topic, and that's one of the big motivating factors behind wanting to put this topic out there for discussion, is to try and see if we can help paint a clearer picture of what all these different nuances are. What is role-play? What isn't? Why should you even care? <laughs> that kind of thing. I think it's healthy again. Um, sometimes there's not a whole lot of communication around, like someone tosses a word out there and people jump to conclusions. There needs to be more communication around, okay, what does this concept actually mean to you? Um, what does it mean to other people? Just so people stop jumping the gun and jumping to conclusions and being a little more mindful of, I guess, the overall theory and experience. All right. And then looking ahead even a little bit farther, 
this is a little bit more ten tentative because again we're looking a little bit farther into the future yet probably would be the last episode that we produced this year uh we are planning to revisit the topic of therians through time again uh for those who may not be familiar so 12 which was released last summer talked about the concept of how therapy is an intrinsic experience meaning that it arises naturally in the human population and always has been doing so and therefore um, if we take this particular lens and look at history through it, we can see potential evidence left behind that Therians have been documenting Therian experiences very similar to our own for thousands of years. Uh, this topic was visited first time a year ago. We're ready to get back to it now. Yeah, so looking ahead even further uh, after our roleplay episode, the next one after that should, in theory, be Therians through time once again. If this is a topic of interest to you and you feel you or someone you know may be able to contribute to it, please feel free to reach out. Uh, I did want to ask, so uh, for that episode, do you have a specific, like, I don't know if time frame is appropriate. Um, is there a certain era of human existence that you want to look into? Yeah, that's correct. I, I did forget to mention that. Um, because this is such a broad topic and it covers such an enormous range of different historical periods we broke it into three segments uh the first section which we already talked about basically covered the paleolithic era the caveman days starting from the earliest recorded evidence of human uh human existence all the way up to the point of where tools were invented and civilizations began to arise and that's where we cut off the first episode this next episode is probably the one with the most meat on the bones because we're going to cover the period from about a few thousand years BCE up until about 1000 CE, which will incorporate the historical period of all the ancient civilizations where most of the lore and mythology that people are familiar with today actually originated during this one broad era of human history. So we're going to be, on this episode, we're going to be looking at Egypt, Greece, and all these other ancient civilizations. We're going to take a look at the First Nations peoples and their various different beliefs. And the cutoff for this episode will be around time where mass oppression of the marginalization began. If anyone out there uh, has any insights as far as things that we should cover within that time period, you should reach out to us. Uh, again, you can reach out to any one of us directly or send an email to the Where Are We podcast at gmail.com. Um, either to kind of put, put in perspective uh, points that we should bring up or questions that you may have for that period or just that kind of information. I know we do have a few other segments that are kind of in flight, but not really planned yet. I know we do need to go back to the Therian parents segment at some point too. So if you are a parent and a Therian and you would like to participate in one of those segments at some point, please do reach out to us. We've got another couple of topics that are kind of on the table being looked at. Overseas Therians is a topic that we were, have on the table to look at at some point because we've noticed that the majority of the population in most Therian spaces that we're familiar with are pretty much dominated by people from North America and the UK kind of general region. So we don't really know as much as we should about what Therian communities look like in other countries and other parts of the globe. So we're kind of curious. 
and trying to put feelers out there. We haven't gotten too far with that topic yet, but it's on the table. I am going to try to be more structured with the podcast. And I probably said this last like 10 episodes. I understand that. Um, I'm still trying to figure out a way to organize with my own time to make these things be more frequent, uh, less painful for editing, that kind of stuff too. So hopefully we will see a more consistent production. Uh, again, life stuff happens. We can't help that. But uh, I think all of us are on board with continuing the series and uh, doing what we can to nudge things along. I can't vouch for everybody, but at least on my end, I've kind of restabilized again, and I kind of feel like I'm in a headspace where I can devote some more energy to this, at least for the time being. Once I get back into school again, I might find myself swamped. But for the time being, I'm here. Not knocking on wood, I think that my life is stabilized too. The, the chaotic mess is back to a tolerable level of chaos. But yes, exactly. Pretty much. I guess... One thing, too, that um, my, I guess my own personal initiative, too, is that uh, I'm going to try to, I, I think the last few episodes that we've had, I've not really done much to engage the community in feedback or and uh, participation and things like that, too. So I'm going to try to be better about posting threads out that people can respond to, uh, trying to find people who are participating in those conversations who want to come onto the podcast and and be interviewed or participate in that kind of way too i i would like to try to figure out how to get these to continue to be uh expansive representative of the, the vastness that is the therian community in general uh i know there's there's criticism that it seems like it's tg tg driven or something like that it's just it's my own that's the limitation of my focus really uh, I can try to branch out and, and get more people participate in other branches of the community too. I think that impression is probably an impression that's going to fade over time because when our podcast first got really going with its momentum, most of us were on TG. So that's really all we had to talk about. But times have changed and on particular moved on from TG and branched out into other directions. And I think now overall, our crew has a broader perspective on things than we did in the past. And that's good. Like I, I, it's from the onset, like I've, it's, if you listen back to the very first episode of the series, it, it was intended to be sort of a diverse mindset. So I think it's good to capture that. It's, it's again, it's healthy. Uh, not everyone needs to be in the same place. Not everyone needs to be talking about the same things. Not everyone has to have the same opinions about everything. Um, and with communicating those diverse things, I think it just kind of helps the community to be healthier in general. Agreed. All right. Does anyone have anything else that you would like to go on about? Nope. All right. Well, I'm going to start with the outro then. Thank you all for listening in to the Where We podcast. If you have any feedback or if you would like to possibly participate in discussions, feel free to email us at the where, oh, excuse me, at wherearewepodcast at gmail.com. I will make sure to spell it out in the episode description. Because I, I know I spelled where like where and not where like where, but it also is not like the where where like, yeah. So that's a little confusing. But where are you going with this? Where where <laughs> where? Yeah. So so again, we'd like to have uh, members throughout the community continue to uh, give us feedback. We've gotten some feedback from people that I think is pretty useful. I know there have been times in the past where we've been kind of. Uh, vague about responses to things and maybe it's a little bit too vague so we're going to try to like 
remove that kind of vagueness from things. Um, again, we don't want to get really directly in, in or we don't want to get involved with like community politics or things like that either. So we're going to keep a respectful distance from certain things. But at the same time, we're going to try to not sound like completely confusing and like, what is what is that in reference to? Uh, so we're going to try to commit to doing better about that. So too much guarded and too much is um, too much dodginess is not a good thing. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I, I, I take accountability for that because I, I'm not, it's something that I'm not particularly well adept at handling and I'm trying to work through it. So, um, again, uh, if you are a member of any other part of the community and feel like your voice is not being heard, just talk to us in a respectful way. Dear God, don't scream at us and yell. Don't take it up on Twitter. Just um, approach us like normal people. We, well, not normal people, but yeah, respect goes a long way. If you have any any questions or anything like that, or if you feel like we're not like posting out polls in particular parts of the community or anything like that too, just let us know. Um, some of this kind of requires your feedback to let us know, hey, what parts of the community are benefiting from this and which ones uh, kind of need that little bit of a nudge. Uh, also, we will continue to, I'm gonna have a few announcements once this is finished, uh, ongoing community events, things like that too. Continue to let us know about these. If we are not made aware of events that are happening in the community, we cannot help promote them. So if you know about like a, a podcast that's looking for people to interview or a project that needs some support, absolutely let us know. And also a good point to make on that score is that we need plenty of advanced warning. If we are told two weeks prior to the event, it's not going to get published in time to help. We need to know about it two or three months in advance. Yeah, and I'm trying to be better about that too. Like I've thought about maybe there are some situations where we can just publish a shorter episode and help promote things. But it's sometimes life does get in the way. I would say if if you can offer reasonable notice, uh, it it sometimes does take me like two or three weeks to edit one of these before we can produce it. Again, I'm trying to get under about streamlining that and whatnot too. The editing podcast is not my full time job, and I it's cat with. There's that that old video with like the cat in the shirt with the human making his paws do the keyboardy thing. That's basically my editing process. <laughs> um, but yeah, so any any advance notice about upcoming events or things like that, um, the more notice you give us, the more likely it is that uh, we can help you and we can actually do a good job about it. There's one case, uh, one of the advertisements that I'm going to do for a server. Um, I actually had time to hop in and kind of get to know people in the server a little bit and hang out and get to get a feel for the server. Like in that kind of situation, I think that's much better for people in the community than if I'm just promoting this random thing that I I just heard of and can't really vouch for or, you know. So we're we're trying to help make these things uh, a little more impactful too as we go along. Sounds good to me. All right, and thank you to the uh, the rest of the crew for hopping in this time. It's It's been a while. We need to do these more often. It's, I think we're kind of getting back in the swing of things. A few days ago, a few of us you know, stabbed each other and invented and stuff, so that's fun. I, I just think as a, as a community, I do see some positive things going on. Uh, I do see people reconnecting in good ways. Uh, keep, up, keep up that good work. Uh, you know, it's, we, we went through a lot of hell going through the pandemic and a lot of people are, are, are trying to kind of get back into i wouldn't say normalcy but uh, trying to find their way forward in the way the world is now and it's 
I think it's critical to have some fun, go out there, play games with each other, meet with each other. One quick shout out that I'll add to that is one thing I noticed in particular that everyone should be proud of is that our community seem to have a consistent tendency to have amazing artists. Oh my God. It really does. Every time I look at an art channel on a Therian Discord server, it's like amazing, amazing. Oh my God, that's amazing, amazing. There's so many creative people in our community. It's wonderful. And the more, the merrier, folks. Art is therapy. Do it. <laughs> we want to see it. Which, which, which does remind me, and I'm, I'm mad at myself for forgetting this too, but um, so it is almost September. And for those of you at TG, you know, I usually host the Sketch Temper events, which is basically a month full of, if you have any kind of inclination towards art or if you desire to have some, uh, we encourage you to hop in and really it's just just try to practice a little bit every day try to push your comfort zone with art a little bit um there are no like real hard deadlines or anything like that um, no real like specific ambitions for goals and things like that um if you've never picked up a pencil before and you want to scribble a little bit just to learn how to do art better on the sketch timber and one thing that I would like to do is, uh, again, kind of with what I was saying earlier, if you are uh, a member of another part of the community that's not like TG or uh, not a place that I'm in and can help promote or whatnot too, and you, you would like to kind of coordinate this sketch temper sort of thing to help artists, uh, I guess, really network or uh, give each other prompts or give each other tips for different kinds of skills and things like that too, I think it'll be really cool. Um, I When I first started, doing this in like 2018 i didn't expect to see the response that i did and we have some absolutely amazing artists who you would just not suspect it because these people throughout the year won't show you their art at all and then all of a sudden boom like something that just completely blows your mind away and on the other side of that like when i first started i was not good at art <laughs> And I won't, I still won't say that I'm very good at it, but uh, it's, it's been a few years now and my own skills have gotten much better. So I, I just think that overall it's a, it's a very, it's a very nice bonding experience. It's a, a great opportunity to get to know people, uh, to test your own limits, to learn and explore new art mediums. Uh, just kind of, you know, if you're interested, give it a look. Uh, I, I've made a thread on TG and I'll link that in the description also and if there are other parts of the community that want to get involved with something kind of like this what initially what i started it for was like a lead up to inktober which is more a more formal thing that a lot more people in the artist community know about well ink's permanent and hard so so uh i i kind of encourage people to use mediums that are a little easier to kind of get to understand during sketch timber but uh even so we've kind of moved on since then so um yeah okay i'm a little bit excited about sketch timber since i'm babbling but if you're interested definitely reach out to, to someone um give a thread at checkouts and do the art like just support your art friends give each other fun prompts and things like that too you know it's it's i think as a theory and a lot of us do have our own problems and obstacles with self-expression and i uh, i think it just really comes out with some people in their artistic expression and it amazes me absolutely i'd love to see some of some more of that stuff out there 
note of helping other people get their voices out there, I would like to promote a Discord server for individuals who are either dragons or lizards who may want to share their experiences with others. It is a smaller server. It is friendly. It is a safer work environment. It is a fun place to chill out. No pressure. Uh, they've had some individuals come in and determine that they are not actually either dragon or lizard ken. That's perfectly fine. So they're they're not going to judge anyone who determines that, hey, that's not actually part of my identity. I hopped into the server myself for a little bit today, and uh, they do share a lot of draconic art, which is really cool. And the members there also have an interest in doing roleplay. The server has things that are dedicated for roleplay and also encourages it. They just need some more active participants. So if you are thinking that part of your identity may be draconic or lizard-like, and you think it sounds like a good fit for you, check out the link that's going to be in the description. If you have any questions or if you want to reach out to uh, one of the admin of the server, feel free to reach out to me and I will get you in touch with them. The thing that I would like to shout out, I am probably going to pronounce this name wrong, but Sayamori has dropped a new album. It is pretty cool. Unfortunately, as of the time of this podcast airing, the giveaway for a free download is, is already passed, so sorry about that. You can yell at me if you want to. Still, I'm going to drop a few links in the description for ways you can check out Sayamori and the music associated with that account. The individual is a member of our community, so I think it's kind of cool that they've reached out and, and asked for us to give this promotion if you're aware of anyone who is, or if you're an artist yourself, who is providing this kind of content and you want a promotion or a signal boost, reach out to us and we will do the best that we can to help other people find your, your cool stuff. It's really about trying to form a network and, um, again, engaging people with positive content, cool content, things that may kind of help out their headspace, things like that. With that in mind, some of the tracks are kind of designed with therianthropy in mind. Uh, I think a lot of the tracks are kind of ambient. Overall, I thought it was a pretty cool album to chill out to. So I'm going to drop a link in the description that has multiple links within it. So if you're interested in getting in touch with Sayamori on social media or listening to other music, feel free to check those out. All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap up, wrap up? I know I was kind of wrapping up, so I need to wrap, wrap up the wrap up. Let's kill this thing. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, thank you to those who have joined. And we look forward to nomming your ears on our next episode. Okay, thanks. Bye.